0: Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. yee motherfucker. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Guys, Project Sapient in the house. Check us out, ProjectSapient.org. Shoot us an email, ProjectSapient2020 at gmail.com. want to say thank you to our tens of thousands of listeners every week, every episode. You guys make us feel awesome. They make us feel like we're doing something right.
1: Uh, yeah. Or they're just as crazy as us. They're just as fucking crazy yeah. as we are, man.
0: <laughs> we got a bunch of supporters. You're going to check them out on our website. We want to give a shout out to a few special ones. Till Valhalla, A Police Supply, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Profile and Havoc Podcast, Fit Cops and 22 Mohawks. Everybody else, check them out on our website. You know we got probably, what, like 50 of them now? <laughs> Yes. Ah, so we missed an episode last week, buddy.
1: Yeah, actually. I what was, happened? Uh, I was running around uh, last week, so it was pretty cool. I coordinated... Um this whole training with uh, with our friends, um, I'm not going to reveal any units or anything, but <laughs> there were uh, there were it was phenomenal training. We did a lot of hostage rescue, um, mactac type uh, training, MACTAC! which uh, for those who don't know, massive attacks basically, Mac attacks. So think about Mumbai, you know, years ago. Think. MACTAC! <laughs> Dude, are you gonna start doing these fucking sounds now? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Yes, hey. I am. So everybody, we got this new thing we're using. Riverside looks pretty cool. Back-tack. Yeah, exactly. So, so Pete's gonna be fucking.
0: I'm fucking around if, the entire if you, time. If you,
1: if you hear me like uh, all of a sudden this loud like thump, it's me drop kicking fucking Pete, and he's knocked out.
0: That's everybody clapping at you,
1: <laughs> dude. <laughs> it can't. It won't stop. Okay, oh, keep going. Too keep so late. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, stop playing with that. Sorry. That's what she said. Oh. Giggling. Giggling. Um anyway, so yeah, so I was running around Take uh your clothes let, off. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was running I was running around uh, training with the army um, and again, hostage rescue, um, uh, great, great, phenomenal cross training, kind of seen their tactics, yeah. seen our tactics, kind of, uh, put our heads together, uh, with, it, it was, it was a very, very good. So obviously I was extremely busy last week. Didn't even have time to really come up for air to, uh, yeah to be able to record, but Hey, I'm back. We're, we're back. We're, uh, we're guess back. who's back. Yep. Yeah, guess who's back. So it was always
0: interesting doing those trainings with a lot of the military guys. Right. Cause yeah. like, and you'd see the different. I did a ton of it, man. And you'd see a different vibe from each group. Yeah. Like the army guys would would do things a little bit differently. The Navy guys would do things a little bit differently. Yep. I mean... it was but, great to be able to get bits and pieces from everybody.
1: A, a lot of them, though, that you get the same answers. That SWAT we move slower. Yes, that's yeah. usually that because our tempo is different than their tempo. Yep. Their tempo because our tempo is more methodical. Yep. Well, even though theirs is methodical, but they're they're moving at a at a speed where they're trying not to get shot essentially because they're going to right. <laughs> direct. Uh, and, you know, and
0: they're 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 more of a like a destroy type of mission yeah, too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, that's very generalized of me to say it, but. I guess guys know what we're talking yeah. about when we yeah. say well, this shit. For the civilians, uh,
1: these guys have the specific task where they go after Osama bin Laden, basically, right. or some other high-profile terrorists out there. So their training, uh, busy shows, you know, reflects that when they train with us law enforcement. Um, and these cross trainings are great because one, we get to collaborate, get to meet, get to see their SOPs, our SOPs, heaven forbid, should a Red Dawn scenario occur here, yeah. guess what's gonna happen? You know, I mean, you got close to a million cops on the streets. Actually, I'd say maybe 300,000 will actually fight and the rest are going to
0: go somewhere else. The good thing is that you also got about 300 million gun owners.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I saw this. I don't know if it's real, if it's true, but America is one of the top, five toughest countries to invade because of that because of
0: that yeah oh yeah 100
1: <laughs> i was like oh okay again i don't know if Can it's you- true but but I but here's the thing like the amount of like you know licensed ltcs that come through the pds like we i'm like dude if i everybody puts it you know it's like right. uh, you know that that's all good but to me it's like hell yeah you know
0: although you you got to think about it right like think of a place like texas yes which it's known for its guns. Oh, Arizona. Arizona.
1: <laughs> that whole area. Yeah. Who the
0: fuck is going to mess around with those people? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can do a lot of damage in places like Boston or big urban areas where it's it's hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Different. Yeah. Kind of, like, out there, are you shitting me, motherfuckers are, are M60s downrange all fucking day
1: thing is oh uh, one time in Arizona this isn't what the episode's about by the no. way we're just kind of shooting the shit right <laughs> now but uh, I was in Arizona and we were walking along uh, I think I uh, was up was it Tucson no no uh, like Scottsdale area a little bit more north of that and I seen this dude with a six shooter like open carry yeah dude. He, I would trust him with a six shooter like I trust my son yeah. with a firearm. I'm like, D- you have no oh. business carrying. Like, trust me, he would not be somebody I'd be looking to. Really? Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm immediately like, dude.
0: Well, that's a little bit of a segue into what the episode's about. The mental state. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and actually. One thing I did want to touch on on this episode also is because I just finished um, uh, uh, a course through Force Science called uh, Human Performance. I actually want to touch on that. Yep. Um, I'm listening. Okay. And and I don't know where Pete's going. I'm distracted now. Wait, where are you going? I got Pete. No, I'm just <laughs> All right, so uh, human performance uh, in terms of law enforcement and training at the range and stuff like that. So actually, I'd rather, I want to talk about that because that is still fresh on my mind and what was talked about in the class and our training and and everything. And we always go back to training all the time. And this great kind of question popped up in my Force Science Advanced Analyst course, right? Uh, A question was asked, how important is... um, is an endure no sorry uh, let me let me bring up the question because it was a very good question that was asked um about decision making okay so in terms of decision making how important is it for basically a police officer to work in that environment where the decision making has to be as sharp as the officer's human performance out there what do you mean so you Essentially, if you are, if you are, uh, you know, a police officer on the job, you're in tip-top shape. Your firearms is right on. Your everything is good. Like, let's say you're that model cop. Would you expect that decision-making process for that officer to be top-notch?
0: In an ideal world.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. In an ideal. Yeah. World. Yeah. In an ideal world, that's that's where. In reality. You should be. In reality, doesn't really happen that way. Okay. Does? One thing is n- most of it. It's training. Yeah. It comes back to training and how the, uh, what do you call it? The checkbox training has seriously destroyed that uh, for the decision making. And why, like to me, why is it that um, we as, uh, here's the example I gave, right? This is, this is, I wrote this right in this discussion, just so you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. So I wrote a quote from the research that Armin Kabil uh, conducted. So this was a research paper I read. It made me think of times when I was heavily involved in training and the martial arts and when I would uh, end up uh, grappling with an opponent, the sensory that I most relied on was touch. Yeah. Right. So our sense of touch causes us to react quicker than vision. Because yep. that, you know, I mean, think about it. You, if you accidentally put your hand on a hot stove, you're going to be like, holy shit. Yep. It's not your eyes that are, you know, oh, my hand is on, the, on a hot stove. Now I need to remove it.
0: I'm sure for science has data on.
1: Well, exactly. On that too. That's the thing. It yep. was it was a bunch of research papers we had to read about it. So um, I can tell you my appointment, uh, you know, just by that sense of touch, just by movement alone, I can tell what my opponent was attempting to do. All this was not a decision-making process for me at all, because it was automatic. My body was already reacting to his movements. He was reacting to my movements. It was an automatic thing.
0: But you had been conditioned to automatically react.
1: Exactly, so that's the thing. I did not plan, but um, I did not have a plan, but I more or less reacted based on the stimuli the opponent was presenting to me. Right. That's the automatic side of it, right? Even the same thing when I'm stand up fighting an opponent. I'm not making any decision, but I'm reacting to stimuli that's presented to me automatically. Yep. So, you know, that famous scene in uh, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Right. Where the samurai tells him too, too many minds. No mind. No mind. Yeah. You know, even Bruce Lee said, be like water. Yeah, Water can be still. Water can cut through a mountain. Be like water. On a more, so on a more uh, personal note, I, I even wrote about this. Deployed to Iraq back in 2005, I'm going to provide one of many situations that I was in. My squad and another squad were mounting up to go on a mission. At some point during the mission, uh, the other squad hit an IED, destroyed the Humvee, body parts were blown everywhere, chaos, searching for secondary threats and ambush sites. My mind was switch, My mind switched off, and I was in a complete automatic mode. I literally reverted back to my training. And thank God I um, I took my training seriously, which probably saved my butt a whole bunch of times over there. Um, and Kibble writes, athletes often report that their motor reactions evolve from a given situation without any consciously controlled decision-making.
0: There is the key word that you just, I was waiting for you to say it. Yeah. Conscious.
1: Yeah. Without any consciously controlled decision-making process. Yeah. Right. I remember during that whole incident, when I was in that automatic mode, I was changing frequencies in my in my uh, gun truck to match the air support that was coming in. Meanwhile, I could still hear the screams, the pain from the other soldiers, yet I was focused on my job to ensure that we had the appropriate resources there. Other soldiers were tending to wounded. Once Medivac landed, um, I switched gears to help them load the wounded, and again, no decision-making, just action.
0: I can give you my two cents whenever you're ready. Yeah, so,
1: so, <laughs> so here's the thing, like... One of the comments, so one of the, uh, another police officer in that class commented, and I like this quote, uh, I kind of forgot about it. It's from your people. Uh (laughs) You see, his ears perked up. Uh Uh (laughs) We don't ride to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. And it was Archilochus, Archilochus. am I saying that right? Let me see the spelling. I don't know. You're the Greek guy. Where is it? Right here. Yeah, there we go. Okay, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so, but how true is that?
0: It's very true. And, and I mean, I have a couple of things to say about it. Surprise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead.
0: Uh, I, I always, see, that last statement, I agree with it. Yep. It's, you're going to fall to your worst day of training. Mm-hmm. Right? I look at everything that you were talking about was bringing up the word conscious yep. to my mind. Right. You could put a five-year-old in the exact same situation that you were in in Iraq, and the five-year-old's not going to react the same way. Mm -hmm. You're reverting back to your training subconsciously. Yes. People, at for science, they're brilliant. Yeah. But in the entire science uh, arena, when you bring up the word subconscious, everybody knows it's there. Yeah. But it's not tangible yet. It's not, you can't really study it yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not at that level. No, no. And so you're trying to make sense of things that we can't figure out yet as a species, right? Yes. So your subconscious, it's kind of like driving a car. Yes. The amount, uh, you you guys might not know this. I think I'm going to know this. I'm a massive physics geek. Yeah. Right? Right. When you're driving a car or a motorcycle or something that, that, you know, your fine motor skills, your gross motor skills, your minute motor skills, everything plays a role into it. Yep. And when you break down what has to happen for you to actually drive that car in a straight line and make a right turn and all that, the, the forces, the everything that your brain is calculating. Yes. And making those minute split second decisions is making the car run smoothly. Oh yeah. Right. You're conditioned to that. Nobody has gotten on a motorcycle and been like a pro rider.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody
0: has gone into combat and been a good soldier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without the conditioning, without the training, that's the thing. Without all that. So the importance of our subconscious is one of the biggest things in my mind with all of this stuff. You ever heard like when people like talk bad about themselves or yeah. sometimes when I say like, oh man, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I catch myself doing that because I give advice to people and I say, never yeah. talk bad about yourself yeah. because your subconscious is picking that up yep. and it's going to make it fucking true.
1: Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, subconsciously. Here, here's the thing, like, like, again, uh, the, that saying by uh, Seneca, uh, we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. Yeah, 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 you 100%. Know, that's, that's exactly it right there. You 100%. know, and, and that's the thing with, with the training that we were doing and the training that we were, we, you know, we, we conditioned ourselves in physically, mentally, again, it's a holistic thing. So it's not that me consciously slash subconsciously, what, what, what we try to do is take that subconscious and have it push up a little more. Right. So we can basically- More aware of it. More aware of it. And we, uh, in our mind, again, like my mind switched off and I was like, you know, doing all the buns and everything. And I could hear everything going on around me because again, heightened awareness because of the the intensity of that situation. My mind, you know, uh, my mind took everything in and I was working. I look around and I was like, I was zoned in the zone. Yeah. And it was one of those, like, I think I I described before, like out of body sort of experience where I'm on autopilot. Right. Like I I was literally on autopilot. You
0: probably took a long time remembering everything that you did too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably took
0: took you a long time. mm -hmm. I, I, and guys listening to this, cops listening to this, soldiers listening to this, I've last week, something came to mind where I was like, Oh my God. And the level of detail that I was doing, like for the last five years after the incident, it was very abstract. It yes. was very general. Yep. Like I remember doing X, Y, and Z, but now the, the you know, the sub bullets, X.1, X.2, X.3 started yeah. coming back to mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was
0: like, holy shit, I did
1: all that. Well, that, that's the thing though. It, it, it comes to your mind. So why we AR ourselves, here's the thing, right? After an officer involved shooting, when are we? When are we uh, recommended to make do our statements? D- not nowhere near the incident. Forty-eight to seventy-two hours yeah. p- after yeah. the incident, because of that. Yep. Because of that memory. Um. Because it's going to take you that long to to start remembering everything that occurred.
0: Your brain in an ois your brain is doing some weird shit right yeah. your body's doing some weird shit i've seen a video and i've i've seen officer involved shootings in person i've been there i've without giving shit up and getting in trouble yeah uh, i'll give you an example uh, a video a training video i had seen okay there was an officer involved shooting out in the midwest okay late 2000s yep uh, early 2000s sorry uh the guy gets in the shooting it was a great shoot all day long and it was one of the first like uh dash cam type of things okay. when those started coming yeah. out yeah and they're talking to him, and he's like, I washed my dog. Oh. He made the statement. Yeah. I washed my dog. And they're all looking at him, and they're like, what? And he's yeah. like, I washed my dog. Yeah. And it's like, what, what the fuck is he talking about? He didn't know. No,
1: he yeah, he no, he, he had no idea.
0: That's why, like, a lot of times when these—and this is good for the civilians to, to, to realize this. Guys, get this out to civilian friends. When there's an officer-involved shooting, you can go to a group. Let's say there was three or four uh, cops involved. You can go to that group mm-hmm. within that 24, 48 hours, and you can ask them, I'm in mean, how many rounds did you fire? And you'll be like four, Pete, two, Mike, one, John, zero. Mm-hmm. And everybody's wrong. Yeah. They're not lying.
1: No, but but that's, here's the thing. Why are we so, again, with officer involved shooting, why are we, uh, because it's treated as a, as a, as a homicide investigation, right. right? Because essentially it's a homicide uh, justified a justified homicide, I guess we want right. to call it. Um, why is it important that every officer has their own statement? Why do we separate witnesses during a murder? So that way we get their the power perspective. of influence too. Well, exa- we get their perspective. We get their answers, their version, the whole nine. Hours. Because if I shot and killed a bad guy, you may have been standing three, four feet behind me. Yep. And you were like, Oh, all I saw was I'm in shoot like blah, blah, blah. And, and, and to you, you may not have seen the threat. Yep. Where I, I find, so uh, here's some disturbing things that, that I learned at this human performance course. Certain departments have taken officers involved in shootings and taken them back right to the scene. Holy shit. Like, that's a huge no-no.
0: Like, during the
1: investigation? Yeah. They had them walk, do a walkthrough of what they exactly did. Good God. I mean... Like, when was this, like in the 60s? No, 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 no. This is like recent recent type stuff, like in the, from last 10 years, I'll say. Good God. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's again, they, when, when you, when you're talking, it's about rec because you could make a mistake, which it has happened to these officers where they, they zigged instead of zagged. And now yeah. there's surveillance footage that shows them. Oh no, you zagged instead of zig. Now you're lying.
0: I'll tell you a personal story. Yeah. About four years ago. Uh, a relative of mine yep. and a friend of mine were in a shooting. Okay. And it was, a uh, 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 the suspect died. It was a, gr- a clean shot. Everything, yep. everything, good shoot, all that stuff. Okay. And protocol here is the officers involved, uh, whether they pull the trigger or not, they go to the hospital. Yes. Right. Because, you know, they're going to have stresses and stressors and all that stuff. Yes. So I remember they all went to the hospital and I went uh, like behind the ambulance on, on a couple of them. Okay. Walk in and check on them. Okay. And there was nobody there. Okay. And so I'm standing around, I mean they have these officers in separate rooms and there's nobody there. So I looked at the uh the ER, whoever the uh the doctor was in charge of everything and I said, "Hey, can I need you to do two things." Now mind you, I was tacked up. Yep. So he had no choice. He was going to listen to me (laughs) Yeah. just from the, from the appearance. Yeah. 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 I was like, can you get all these guys in, in like kind of their own ward? Yeah. Like five rooms, separate separate rooms, but like five rooms next to each other. Yep. And he was like, why? And I said, because I want them to be isolated. And he was like, why? And I said, because there's nobody here a watching them. Yep. And B." Somebody could just walk in and start talking to one of these guys. Yes. It's not to protect their fucking story. It's not this and that blah, 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 blah. So I stood there, bro. I put them, I got them in five rooms. Yep. And I stood in the middle of the floor making sure that nobody was coming down. And the one person that came down was one of the union reps. Mm. And I was like, you have to wait because we're waiting for the union attorneys too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're waiting for everybody. And it was like, it was so dumbfounding to me that in such a major city... Where there's been officer-involved shootings, they didn't have the process down. And it, and it could have, anybody from the media could have walked into one of those rooms.
1: That sucks. See, that, that's, like, dangerous, you know, where, even if it's a victim, like, right. witnesses, like, yeah. you can't have these outside influences tainting the investigation.
0: The From a victim, to the officer, to whoever, they need that downtime. That subconscious needs to reset.
1: Oh, it does. That's why it takes 40... 40- Again, because it, it, here's the thing that this is science. It takes after a critical incident, which we talked about that way, you know, early, early, early on in episodes, after a critical incident, the body needs anywhere between 48 to 72 hours to decompress. And the reason why it's such an issue with police, because, you know, I could have dealt yesterday with, you know, an infant death, SIDS, you know, all that horrible stuff. And I'm on my two days off and I'm going right back to work on Monday, you know, the, my, the following day. Yeah. I haven't had that proper 48, 72 hour rest because guess what? Now I got ordered in on my day off and now I dealt with a horrific car crash and now the cycle repeats itself.
0: This, the body doesn't get enough time. You know where I've realized this going back to patrol and going on midnights,
1: Mm.
0: I've realized the fog that I'm in. Like I thought of something yesterday that happened two weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like, it started like bothering me, not that I needed anything, but it like, I was like, oh fuck, that sucked. Yeah, right? And yeah. I said to myself, that was two weeks ago. Why didn't I, why didn't I go after it before that two weeks? Because I was in a fog the entire time. Exactly. I didn't get my rest. I didn't get my eight hours of sleep. I didn't, I just kept going. Well, that's going, the thing. Uh, when I
1: told you about, you know, the contact shot I almost had. Yeah. Um, in in the big city. And three days later on my way to training, I had a full-blown, like, all of a sudden panic attack. Panic attack. Yeah. And that was it. I didn't give myself that time because leading after that, dude, I was, I was like doing, you know, late night uh, trash pickups and, and doing like GPS's on cars and shit. Like, so, you know, I was still going. Right. I never gave myself time to relax. And that's the issue right there with. The decision making process is when you don't allow the body to rest. What do you think is going to happen with that decision making process?
0: Oh, it's going to get worse. So
1: here's a here's an interesting fact from for science: a police officer or a human, we'll say a human, who has not had proper sleep for twenty hours, has the blood alcohol content yeah. of point one zero. Yeah. How, and that's not even that, sorry, doesn't have the blood content, but he, the individual acts like, so let me rephrase that. He doesn't have the uh, blood out there. Obviously he wasn't boozing. What I'm saying is he, his actions, his or her actions, uh, their demeanor, their uh, slurred speech, all that stuff. Is that equivalent to somebody who would be a 0.10? I'm
0: looking at a text. Yep. Of... Somebody was texting me when I was leaving work. The first two lines were gibberish. Yep. Gibberish. And then I said, I can't see straight. I'm going to put the phone down. Okay. I had stayed up for two days. It was 48 hours, a complete 48 hours. I've done that before and I haven't been that bad. Now, obviously I'm getting older. Yeah. But legit. If you look at my text as an investigator, you'd be like, "Dude, are you, were you shit faced?" Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that here's the thing. That's a scientific fact, right? Like, you know, again, I remember back in in Iraq where I was up for like thirty hours straight during operations. Granted, I was like in my early twenties, so different drive. But these days, oh no, it affected me. Trust me, it affected me. I was like nearly hallucinating
0: because (laughs) you you get into no matter how old or how tough or how conditioned you are, there's physiological aspects to this, Mm -hmm. right? The brain is dumping chemicals through your body, trying
1: to keep you going,
0: trying to keep you going. Your muscles are dumping all kinds of shit into your bloodstream.
1: Dude, I was shit after that thirty-hour operation. I was like, I was. I think I probably slept for two. (laughs) Probably slept for two days, but I felt. I felt like here's the thing how many times when you've done SWAT offs let's say you know you've got a week of fucking holy shit warrants after warrants and you're hitting you're hitting doors and it's a busy fucking week and whatever and all of a sudden your days off you're fucking done you're burned you're burned like dead and 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 that's the thing like like when I worked in the big city for the transit system My first four days on as a brand new guy, I was working doubles every single fucking day. On my two days off, I'm trying to recover from working four days straight.
0: There's a reason why, without divulging info, JSOC. Okay. At the JSOC facilities. Yep. Have you seen some of these facilities? No. They have isolation chambers for people. Okay. They have water tanks for people. Yep. They actually listened to people like Force science, and they brought in people that after you've done yeah whatever your thing yeah. and you come back and you have to decompress. Actually,
1: you know what? Sorry, uh, I stand corrected. Uh, I do know of one of what. Yeah, so okay. you know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, I right? Know what you're talking about. I
0: know. I'll put it to you this way: I know of a group that's not in the U.S. military, but goes there yeah. into those areas, and when they come back from an op, yeah. they have the ability to use not only just a shower, yeah, get a massage, yeah. An isolation chamber. <laughs> like, yeah, it's amazing, and it, it. I'm not saying that it 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 uh, fixes everything. But it helps. Oh, it ha- here's the thing.
1: Anything helps, exactly. With, especially with the with the mental stresses of being a first responder, military. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not discounting ER docs, ER nurses, right. because they're they're in the same boat of nonstop yep. uh, crisis. And one of, my,
0: and one of my best friends is an yeah. ER doc in the UK. We text you know, all the time.
1: Uh, that's the thing. You know, they're they're in the same boat. That that the human performance decision making is extremely important.
0: Now put in the factors of. Think about that 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 scenario that you were talking about. Warrant service from day yeah. after day after day after day. Yeah. Shooting, stabbing, dead baby, this, blah, 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 blah. And then you pull into your driveway and you're like, I'm about to go upstairs and take a shower and, ah, fuck. I need to take the trash out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That,
0: I didn't pick up dinner.
1: That's the fuck. thing. that That's the thing. So it's funny. So uh today um uh, my wife we were, we were talking so I'm, I'm redoing a neurological uh exam uh because the va is the va so i gotta do it the right way Um uh, but it's funny that because my wife said you know that was mentioning to me how when i come home after a busy few days um i don't want to do shit. yeah I'm like, well yeah i'm, I'm burned like yeah. you know like again like you said i'll pull in and the trash barrels are out out on the driveway, I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta bring him in now." You I know, lost
0: like, it. I lost it the other fucking day. I yeah. pulled in, and my trash barrels had fallen over. Yeah, because some asshole squirrels—I mean, uh, uh, raccoons—had yeah. gotten into it. I lost it. I lost it. I picked it up, and I fucking threw it across. And I'm like, "You idiot!" After I was like, "You just made it ten times worse yeah. of a fucking mess."
1: Exactly. Yeah. But but that's the reality of the stresses of the job, yeah. though. When it eventually gets to you, and and that's the thing is, is to me, it's, it's dangerous. Um, it's, it's dangerous to have that type of, um, I guess revolving door over and over and over again, you know, in, in, in the scheduling.
0: Can I make a statement? Yeah. 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 I want to make a statement to the people listening. I want you guys, it's 28 minutes into the show, 20, almost 29 minutes into the show. I want you guys to screenshot, I mean, a uh, screen record or take this clip I'll probably put it on TikTok or something like that. I want you to tell your spouses to fucking listen to the next minute. Okay. Go on. When we come home, it's not personal. Yeah. Stop fucking around. Stop taking it personal. We're coming home to a place where we think we can decompress and that we're safe. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with how we care about you or the kids or anything like that. I'm happy because I'm in a household that understands that.
1: Yeah. Same I way know that my... there's
0: a lot of households that don't.
1: Yes. I, I see it all the time at work.
0: So no matter how many peer support units and how many this and that and, and information's out there, I'm giving you the goddamn honest truth. Very plain and simple. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what this guy or girl just went through. Stop fucking around.
1: Here's the thing. I mean, I remember one day I I come home and, um, again, my wife realized that it was a rough day, right? I come home and she just starts right off the bat, right? And what I did is took a deep breath. Instead of flipping out, I did the right thing. I said, hey, listen,
0: stop. No offense to her, but she should know better. She's in. The, she was in the military.
1: Thing is, though, yes, but at the same time, it's her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and no offense, I love her. She's yeah, awesome. Yeah.
1: No, but uh, and I get it. There are times I do drop the ball. Like, hey, you got to make sure you make these fucking phone calls, whatever, whatever. Like, I get it. But you know, there are certain days, like you said, we come home and we're like, what the fuck just happened today? Like, you know, it's just yeah. it's one of those days, and. And here's the thing, fucking pencil pushers, or whatever, that work in a cubicle. No, it's not the day that, you know, oh, I missed my deadline. Now my boss is going to yell at me. No, it's not that kind of fucking day. What I'm talking about is the day where you have to deal with a death, a death of an infant and a, a egregious crime that you just had to witness and, and get the victim and car chase and just, all, you know, it was, it was one of those days. And, you know, I get home and, and I, I told my wife, I'm like, hey, listen, not a good day today. Yeah, and she knew it. Like, yeah. she she stopped quick, and she. That's it. I told her I need a few minutes.
0: Uh, again, guys, I want you to listen to what we just said.
1: But that's the thing, though. It's also incumbent on us too to yeah. to communicate that to our spouses, right? Significant others. Yeah, let just, them know. Just it, that's the thing that I think what makes. Uh, like my marriage work, your marriage work. Like we communicate that right away. Like, hey, today's not the day. And I'll or, put,
0: I'll put it out there. If somebody, if somebody's significant other wants to email us, yeah, and ask us about one of your actions, yeah, email us. Oh, we're yeah, not yeah, we're yeah. not going to defend Officer Tommy Smith. We're yeah, not if he's done wrong. He's done wrong. He's done wrong. I'll call him out. <laughs> but we'll tell you, and you know me, Iman, you yeah. know I am very, very fair. You know I look at yeah, things yeah, yeah. from a from a bird's eye view. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right. Yep. So if they want to reach out to us, we have plenty of experience in this shit.
1: Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know that that's the thing. And and I think this this episode today is actually Kind of went on a on a, on a turn, was, <laughs> so <laughs> we had something else planned. We had something else planned, but this is actually it's, it's it's a very important topic to talk about, especially with the fatigue that officers go through and the constant work that we do over and over again. And here's the thing: right now, this is we're just talking inner stuff, right? Never mind the external. Yep. If you want to get into external, yeah, politicians, fuck you. Yeah. Um. Uh, whatever activists that are out there, uh, you name it. Like so, we have all these external forces that also are on on us. And here's the thing, right? So, yesterday we went out and uh, just off sec. I'm not gonna reveal too much. Uh, the other day we went out and did some stuff in the in the night hours, and every single stop that we made had to be nearly not, not second guess, but like to make sure it was like 100% on by the books. Like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. But at the same time, it's not like in the past we've done anything like illegal or whatever, whatever, but here's the thing. But now we are second guessing ourselves on a lawful stuff. So, so let's say hypothetical you're in the neighborhood as a cop, patrol, uh, detectives, whatever, Lots of break-ins going on in the midnight hours into businesses. Businesses closed. You see a car in the parking lot occupied by a couple people. Don't know what they're doing. What do you typically do? Well, head over and do a quick FIO. Let's see what's up. See what's That's up. A good little Terry stop. Exactly. But now we're second guessing ourselves, even on a Terry stop.
0: You don't want to get sued. You don't want to lose your job.
1: It's, it's not even a, like... I've been sued. It's, it's, it's not even that. It's just... It's not so much what we're worried about with them. We're worried about the state house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. that's what the worry more. I'm You'll not get worried. crucified. I'm not worried about getting fucked. I've been sued. So I'm not worried about getting sued just because I'm doing everything right. So you, you're not going to fucking win. Or the city usually pays out anyway. You yeah. <laughs> Whether you're right. Actually, if you're right, they're going to pay out. You're wrong. They're going to pay out. It doesn't matter anymore. Way. Yeah, they're going to pay either way. But
0: Can you do me a favor? What? Can you stop me once we are done <laughs> What you, Let me drive through your area and just stop me. That's oh, okay, all. all
1: right. I'm <laughs> gonna do that. All right, I, I got you. I got you. They'll they'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> you knew where I was going. You know, I, it? I know where you go with it. But but here's the thing. Like, it, why are we doing that? Because now that causes a little more safety. Why? It's dangerous. Like it's dangerous because now we're like, like me. Yeah, I'm going. I'm still going. Whatever I'm doing. But but I'm thinking of like some of the other cops that are tiptoeing rather than actually moving with a purpose to uh, encounter a potential bad guy. Like, here's the thing. majority of people that we stop, which it's funny to me, it's been so long since I worked in the overnight hours. That's why I hate it. One is because all the fucking weirdos out there that just for some reason, especially with like the apps with the Pokemon go and all that. Bullshit. Oh dude, it's
0: gotten so much worse. I'm like, whoa, let's Why? Like I have never seen so many naked people in my life.
1: Is there a new challenge? going
0: I on? Do, I do. No, it's not one of those app things. It's okay. not what I, it's an, it's like a total EDP thing.
1: Oh, 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 EDP. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Yeah.
0: Every other fucking day I see somebody naked and I'm like, holy shit. I knew I I did midnights at the beginning of my career for, like, five years, right? And then I went to days and 24 (laughs) hours.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
0: But when I went back to midnights, like, especially when Rona started, like, getting better, people were, like, fucking walking around naked. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: That's, well... The episode was going to be about the state of fucking mental health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, well, uh, there we go. Now we're going to segue real quick. But but here's the thing. Like so, going back to the Terry stops, right? We are lawfully fine to Terry stop every motherfucker who's at a store that's already closed after hours, private property. You're not supposed to be there. Right. That's good all day long. Yeah, of course it is. And 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 to me, just having to think of to justify the stop. I mean, me and my partner are like, we're, we're good, we, we, we're right. we we're good to go. But here's the thing, like, there's always that quick AR. Okay, did we do that right? Yeah, we did it right, dude. Like, yeah. But again, though, it causes the discussion for in it, to confuse you more than, you know, AR, yeah. AR should be, did I approach the car right? Okay, did you get that angle? I got that angle. Were you on the B pillar? Were you on the C pillar? Those are the AR should be. Not, huh, did it, I lawfully stop that guy?
0: It or comes back to remember when I was talking about driving a car. Yeah. And all the forces and everything that's involved for you to make that proper left turn. Yep. Yeah. Your brain automatically does it. We've been doing it a certain way for the last 20 years, taking yeah. that turn. Yeah. Now when you're taking that turn and if you fucking slip off the brake or slip off the gas a that's little exactly bit. What's that's happening. exactly what's happening. Yeah,
1: I like that. That you, that's exactly what's happening. You slip. Yeah. You because get here's the, crash. the thing. When you when you do, you know, 20 years ago, we're doing terry stops. We weren't thinking we, we like, because no. it, we got, we learned the case law. We know all the case laws behind it. We know we're good to go. You knew it was good. You knew it was good all day long. And now, like you said though, back then it was like, yeah, we're good. Like tactically we're moving. We're good. We're, we're keeping our and let's be and clear.
0: We weren't violating people's rights. Oh, it no, no. was
1: good. Yeah, it was good. I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was a legit Terry stop. Um, Actually, all my Terry softs were legit Terry softs. I'm not not worried about that. But that's the thing, though. It's because we worked ourselves. We conditioned ourselves. We taught ourselves and taught through law books and stuff like that of everything to do that's right. And also, you know trial and error when you go to court you know you get your pp slapped on something and yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. oh okay all right so i did fuck that up that's okay you know you learn and as you gain experience like between you and me there's over 30 years sitting right here uh, on the job
0: 40 probably 40
1: <laughs> between you and me um and last you know the the, the other night uh, between me and my partner uh, yeah i'd say 25 years in the car so you had some experience there yeah and my partner, real good, you know, solid guy, solid cop, knows what he's doing, very smart, but has that moment of pause every once in a while, and that's what's gonna get the junior guys who yes. really don't know enough about the job. That's gonna get them killed.
0: We're very lucky, Iman, and why? What I mean by that is we're very lucky that these moments mm-hmm. of unclarity mm-hmm. don't go south really quick. We're That's very thing, lucky.
1: It is luck because there's been times where I've heard the horror stories. I'm sure you've heard on yep. patrol uh, and on stops and various things where you're like, "Dude, you would have been killed."
0: Yeah, whole oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, dude, you would have been killed.
0: I've watched some of my own body cameras. I the talk about AAR. Yeah, I'm yeah Calling yeah. ourselves out. I've watched some of my own body cameras where I was like, "Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Why did I do that?" Like I, I made a stop a few weeks ago and I let somebody put their hands down. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. Probably subconsciously. I've been thinking and questioning and this and that and fuck, you know what I mean?
1: Again, it, it's happening. These external forces yeah. again. So we've just dived into internal forces. Yeah. What goes on in our minds and what the day is like and, and the fatigue and the decision-making abilities and the automatic, uh, uh, autonomous uh, systems that take over when you're in high-stress situation yep. to now the external forces. Now, combine these together. What do you have?
0: <coughs> combine the other external forces, the family forces, well, the taxes. That's what I mean, the, the
1: external forces, everything. everything. You combine both of these together.
0: You have a tornado, dude.
1: <laughs> why, why, why is suicide rate in policing yeah. so high? Yeah. Yeah. I just looked. Uh, I don't know how recent it is, but from uh, Salute the Blue on Instagram, give them a follow. Great, great group. Um, their last numbers was twenty eight this year, uh, officers who killed themselves in the
0: line. I can tell you that it's going to be twenty nine as of yesterday. Really? Yeah. Or if that twenty eight is correct, there yeah. was one more. So look, we're in some shit that people don't realize that. You know, the whole lack of imagination from the public, mm-hmm. the public thinks too much in the abstract, right? They look at things in generalities, They almost look at things as in, as if they're lawyers. Yeah. Right. They don't look at the details no. of everything. And when you follow the details, we're very lucky that we're not getting hurt every day. We're very lucky that we're not getting sued every day. We're very lucky that cops aren't dying every day.
1: Interesting point uh, on that note uh, from poor science their job is not to look at the legal whatever whatever the whatever. they're looking at the human factor the human performance what led to this moment yeah they take everything how much sleep did the officer have what was his last meal what oh what huge. was the situation yeah. what was this what was that so they go even beyond that
0: they go down into the real science behind
1: things. That's what I mean. That's what they look at yeah. for every officer involved shooting is they want to know. All the data points. All the data points.
0: That's real science to me.
1: That's real science. <laughs> and then they can tell you the human factor, the human performance behind that officer involved shooting.
0: You know how I know that force science is legit? Mm. I know that force science is legit because you never see them on fucking Fox news or CNN or as any experts no. anywhere no. because they speak too much truth.
1: Yeah. They, they, they and they the don't.
0: truth doesn't create fucking ratings.
1: You know, the only the, <laughs> only, the only, the only channel that they were featured on a couple times is discovery. That's it. That's ter- discovery well, different. It, that's the thing. That's science. You know, that, that's
0: it. I, I get to watch my ancient aliens and then some of <laughs>
1: <laughs> Exactly. Some for science here and there. But, uh, so, you know, we, we, <laughs> Pete, we uh we went down a whole different direction, but dude, this we was We went a great down in a great direction, yeah, man. Yeah.
0: We were going to talk about just the mental health aspect of things, but we tied everything together. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that's the way policing is. That's the way life is in general, but that's the way policing is. Everything is tied together. We're a big, well-oiled machine, and if you haven't changed the oil or if you're not taking proper maintenance and filling those tires in every single fucking way, you're going to break down. Exactly. Exactly. Guys, Project Sapient, check us out, projectsapient.org. Shoot us an email, projectsapient2020 at gmail.com. We have tens of thousands of listeners. We love every single one of you. Our supporters, Till Valhalla, AAA, Havoc Journal, Profiles and Havoc Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks. Check out our website. There's plenty of more supporters. We love you guys. Stay safe. Stay sapient.